In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, as the Archbishop and Primate of the Anglican Church in North America and also the Bishop of the Diocese of the South, it is a privilege to be here today as we ordain Audrey, John, and Derek to the diaconate. Uh, what a privilege to be able to be a part of, of, of this in their lives and in the life of the church. Um, these three will become deacons in a diocese, the Diocese of the South. And the Diocese of the South is part of a province, the Anglican Church in North America. And the Anglican Church in North America is part of a worldwide body of Anglicans through GAFCON and the Global South Fellowship, of which we are in communion with about 50 million of the 70 million Anglicans around the world. And as Anglicans, we are part of the body of Christ, the church of the living God, the kingdom of God on earth. And so what we are doing here today is no small thing, because they are becoming part of this body as the order of deacons, in the order of deacons. So let's pray. Father, send your Holy Spirit into our hearts to direct and rule us according to your will, to comfort us in all our afflictions, defend us from all error, and to lead us into all truth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The prophet Zechariah said this in Zechariah 4.6, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Audrey, John, and Derek, Today you are being made a deacon in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I want you to remember that you will always be a deacon. One who serves the Lord and serves God's people. Becoming a priest or even a bishop, or in my case, the archbishop, doesn't mean you're no longer a deacon. You're always called to be a servant of God and to God's people. Now in a few minutes you will be prayed for and have hands laid upon your head and you will no longer be the same. Not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So I'd like to share four words which I think begin to explain some of the change that God will do in your lives. So the first word is consecration. Consecration. Consecration means to be set apart for the service of the Lord. And this is done by the laying on of hands through the power of the Holy Spirit. You are being set apart for the Lord and for the people He calls you to serve. You're being set apart to preach the gospel. You're being set apart to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. You're being set apart to lead by serving. You're being set apart to live a holy life. To live like Jesus and to help others do so as well. You're being set apart to further the worship of Almighty God and the beauty of holiness. You're being set apart to go and make disciples of Jesus Christ, to baptize them and to teach them what He taught us. When hands are laid upon you in a few minutes, you will be asked, we will be asking God that He would put His Spirit in you and on you for this task. It's called consecration. Not by nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The second word is differentiation. <clears throat> differentiation. When you are ordained, 
you different. Something happens when we pray. Something happens with the laying on of hands. Ontologically, you're different. God equips you spiritually for the vision that He has for your ministry. You are given the Holy Spirit for a holy work. You're given the Holy Spirit to live a holy life. Sometimes you're given spiritual gifts which you do not currently possess so that you will be successful in God's purposes for you. Ontologically, you are As an ordained person, it will be your duty to remain in the Holy Spirit and not succumb to the spirits of the world. Too many of those who have been ordained, whether it's deacon or priest, even bishops, have given in to the seven deadly sins. Anger, greed, laziness, spiritual pride, lust, envy, gluttony. No, you are not to follow the ways of the world. You've been given the Holy Spirit to live a life of holiness before God. As an ordained person, you were given the Holy Spirit not only to resist the ways of the world, but to equip your people to do the same. Differentiation. You will be different, and God calls you to live into this new role on your life. But not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. The third word is socialization. Socialization. Socially, you will be different. You will be looked at differently. Now, obviously, you're not going to be perfect, and you're obviously going to make mistakes, but people expect more of you. Your fellow human beings expect you to walk with the Lord. They expect you to walk your talk. I remember a number of years ago, um, I was at my office, and my wife Allison called me up, and she said, would you stop by so-and-so, on the way home and, and pick me up this, this certain sandwich. And I said, honey, I, I've got so much going on. I'm just so busy. I, I can only come home for a few minutes and I have this meeting, da, 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 da. She said, well, I'll call them and, and make sure that it's ready so you can just walk in and pick it up. So I said, okay, fine. So I, I, I get to the little restaurant, I walk in, I ask for the order and they said, oh, um, sorry, we hadn't even started that yet. Um, it'll be a little while. Well, I'm right, doing my best to hold it in, <clears throat> and fortunately I did, and I'm over in the corner just fuming inside, you think, I don't have time for this, and someone comes up to me, this, this man comes up, he'd been sitting at the table, he said, are you Foley Beach? I said, yes, he said, oh, I, I just want to thank you so much, I listen to you every Sunday on the radio, and God has used you so much in my life. And just goes on. I'm thinking, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I almost blew my cool and my witness for the Lord. Remember, you are a witness for Jesus Christ. When you begin to follow him, as, when, when anyone begins to follow him as a new Christian, and people find out what they do, they watch you. Well, when you are ordained, people will watch you. When you wear your collar, people watch you. Whether rightly or wrongly, they hold you to a higher holiness. Remember, you're a witness for Jesus Christ. Not by might, <clears throat> nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. So we have consecration, differentiation, socialization. <clears throat> Fourth word is perpetuation. 
And I'm sorry, that I just couldn't find a better word, but perpetuation. <laughs> perpetuation means to make something last. It means to make something to be remembered. God wants you in this for the long haul. He wants us to persevere. He wants us to keep on keeping on. He wants us to endure. In my first ministry official job, I was hired as a youth minister at the Cathedral of St. Philip in Atlanta, a big church. And this woman by the name of Kathy Morris was assigned to be my secretary, so big that as the youth minister, I had a, secret, a secretary. Can you believe that? So it was obvious that she did not like being the youth ministry secretary. I mean, just the whole way she carried herself. But literally, she would answer the phone, youth office, no, he's not. Bang! And she'd slam the phone down. <clears throat> well, after about a year, I'm walking into the office one day, and she's, she says, Foley, don't let this... I said, what do you mean, ruin me? And she says, well, it's, it's not the people, it's the system. And use you, and use you. And nothing... Throw you out into, in, into the sun like an old rotten tomato. Whoa! So I dwelt on that, and she's right. She was right. It's, it's not the people, but it's the system. And so here's, here's the message in this. If you don't take care of yourself, no one else will. So take care of yourself and keep on keeping on. Have what I call a rule of life. <clears throat> a rule of life. A rule of life are habits that are built into your life, practices in your life that will keep you following Jesus in his way. This was my rule of life when I was a deacon and a priest. Number one, having a daily time alone with God. Having a daily time alone with God. Of course, in our great Anglican tradition, we have the daily office. But bottom line, a time when you commune with Him, where you read His Word and you pray and you talk to Him. That's the fuel station of the spiritual life. And if you don't have it, you will die spiritually. You will burn out. Secondly, Having a weekly Sabbath day. I usually take Fridays, because obviously Sunday is not going to work. But to make this a priority, we are to obey the Ten Commandments, and one of them is to, to have a Sabbath day. Third, prioritize your relationship with your spouse. Your spouse is your first ministry, not your last. Fourth, if you have children... Be a daddy to your children. They're your second ministry, not your last. Wouldn't the evil one be pleased if you won the whole world to Christ and lost your family? Number five, I had a mentor, always had a mentor, someone I learned from, someone I looked to as a role model. And some people knew they were my mentor and some people didn't. But I always have a mentor. Number six, an accountability partner. Someone who will look you in the eye and ask you the tough question. Someone who will ask you the question that needs to be asked of you. Someone who will love you through your sins and failures. Someone that will look you in the eye and, and will know when you're not telling them the truth. Someone who will pray for you about the struggles of following Christ in this world and in our culture. So those are some of the things of my rule of life that I think will help people endure. But the, the, the main thing is to have your own rule of life, which will help you endure. 
You're going to be consecrated, set apart for the Lord's service. And when you're ordained, you will be different and viewed differently. But human and sin-drawn, you will remain. You must have a rule of life, a built-in accountability before the Lord and before your peers to keep you from believing your own press and becoming a legend in your own mind or to keep you from becoming the next headline in the press and to keep you from getting burnt out and thrown out in the sun like an old rotten tomato. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We live in a time when there has never been a need to send forth, never been a need to send forth laborers to proclaim the good news of Christ Jesus in word and deed like we live now. You are being sent forth as a laborer to be salt and light in the world and in the church so that people would be drawn to Jesus. You're needed outside the church and you're needed inside the church. You're needed outside the church to tell people the good news. You're needed inside the church to serve the people of God. So consecration, differentiation, socialization, and perpetuation. God bless you in your ministry. Amen.